Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with Samantha Tredelius and here to bring you another episode of Women Doing Amazing Things. How are you, girl? Dude, women are badass. And even though it's almost, well, by the time this airs, it won't be Women's Month anymore. It is still Women's Day month century in my mind. I mean, it's every year. Day. Let's just, yeah, let's just, let's keep it going. I like why, if it's not broke, let's just keep it going. No, I agree. And today's going to be a great show. We've got a really cool guest uh, doing some cool stuff. So I'm excited. Let's dive on in. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we always talk about here is women supporting women and really, you know, bringing each other along and lifting each other up. And part of the reason we started this was to really be able to feature women doing, as we say, cool things, doing more than getting up and breathing in the morning. And that is really the basis of what Christine Barker has created uh, within her All Rise Mentors group. So Christine, first of all, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for spending the next half hour with us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited what you're doing. I think it's so unique. uh, And honestly, I should say maybe sadly unique. Sadly that the need exists for it, but thankful there are people like you that shine a light on it and are are making changes in that arena. So you started All Rise Mentors. um, Well, first of all, I should back up. You are an attorney. You have a a 20 plus year career in litigation. You've been a managing partner of a major law firm. You are a certified master life coach. All of these things combined, all of a sudden, um, you know, come, come into play in this because as a new female attorney coming out of law school and practicing law. Um, That transition was, which by the way, I've never thought about how that transition was difficult, but you also didn't find a lot of female attorney mentors out there really helping, willing to help bring someone like you along. So take it back there to your experience and and what you're taking from that to build uh, something different for people coming behind you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you go through, you know, and I think it's like this with every profession, you know, you you go through school, you know, undergrad, and then you've got a, a postgraduate degree and, you know, you you finish, you get your degree, you take a test, you have a license now, they say, okay, you can go practice law, go ahead, go. go represent people. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, no, be great. please don't hire me. I have zero <laughs> clue what I'm doing. <laughs> And it was terrifying. And, you know, I walk into my first job and of course you don't want to tell people you don't know what you're doing. So you're over there like pretending, like I used to tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm not a lawyer. I just play one in life. Um, (laughs) You ever think back though, to like your very first client and go, I wonder if they knew they were my first client. Like, I mean, (laughs) we all, you gotta, we we all are, you know, in providing service and you have to think about that first one. I'm sure my first one got a horrible experience. Oh my gosh. I do know my very first trial opposing counsel. I mean, everybody in the courtroom knew it was my first trial. Everyone knew I was terrified. I stood up to give my opening statement and I stood up and buttoned my jacket. And I looked over at my client who's sitting next to me and it's, it's in Bakersfield, California. The woman's wearing a tube top and a jean jacket. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, that's, that's the Bakersfield uniform, right? I did tell her to dress up. So <laughs> he did. He wore she did. a jean jacket over the tube top. I over the tube it. top. 
I look over at the bailiff and the bailiff looks me in the eye and he like mouths to me, don't cry. Oh my God. It looked like I was like ready to like lose it. Opposing counsel was, you know, she came up afterwards and she said, hey, Christine, since there's no jury here, this judge, if you ask him to take your coat off, um, you can keep your jacket off like the entire trial because, you know, we don't have a jury here. And I was so like, I couldn't tell if she was being nice or if she was being a bitch. And I just looked at her and I was like, why would I want to take my jacket off? Like, am I being hazed at this moment? I, like, what is happening here? And but then, I, like, you know, two in the afternoon, it was fucking hot in there. And I yeah. was like, of course I want to take my jacket off. But no, I think, I too, the legal, like, being a lawyer seems like such a scary thing. Because, I mean, I sell insurance. I remember when I got my insurance license, like, I got my little piece of paper and I thought it was, like, hot shit. But yet knew nothing about anything. Fleece, same. You've got your mortgage license. But I mean, to be in a courtroom, you know, and to have like the legality it, part of what you do, it's like so it just completely stresses me out. So I can only yeah. imagine how terrifying it must be as like a new baby in the industry. And then to be like a woman. Right. And then being like thrown to the wolves, I would assume. is I mean, is it really like it is on TV or are they a little mean out there? I mean, yeah, like when I when I was first coming out, like there were there were two types of women that I saw in my in in my profession. Like when I came out, two types of partners or two types of attorneys, there were the ones that like, you know, clawed their way to the top. And they were like, look, if I had to do it, you have to do it. I am helping you. And then then there were the other ones that, you know. I don't want to say slept their way to the top, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they were like, you don't want to do what I did. Like, you don't want to do this. And there was Um, nothing in between. And there was nothing in between. So it was, you know, you just, it was kind of sink or swim. And I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was like that for the guys coming out or maybe they just hit it. It wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) How are they going to sleep their way to the top in the same way? It wasn't. That is true. That is true. So, yeah. So, you know, I came out and I was looking around just going, okay, there's nobody here. And so what I started doing is I started just going, I mean, people didn't know they were mentoring me. I just followed them around and copied them. I was like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like the way that that person handled a deposition. So I would try and emulate them at the next deposition that I had, or I would like scour through my law firm's um, filing system. And I would find letters that I was like, Oh, I like how they worded this. And then I would create little files for myself so that later on I could go pull them out. But the first time I did anything, I I had no clue. I, I, I felt like I sounded like an idiot. Um, and like I said, I was terrified somebody was going to give me a case. I'm like, Oh, please don't. <laughs> no, please don't give me a case. Not it. Not it. So yeah. now fast forward to what you've built. I mean, how, how are women finding you? Like, are, is there some place where you're online and they can link up and, and you're their gal? Yeah. So, um, it started really organically. So I'm still, I'm still a practicing attorney, still litigating. I start trial May 8th. It's going to be a shit show. Um, not because of me, because the plaintiffs are crazy. <laughs> I love this. But um, but yeah, so I started just in my office. I had a new batch of, of attorneys who came in. Most of them were women. And I was like, look, you guys, I'm going to have open office hours every Tuesday. Come in, whether you work for me or work on my cases or you work for somebody else in the office, come in, bring your cases. We'll talk about it. I'll send you in the direction, you know, come ask me your dumb questions. And um, so it kind of started from there. And then afterwards, you know, 
the, the, the gals that I was mentoring, they're like, you should take this on the road. Like you should do something with this. So, um, so last year I was like, let's give it a try. If, if there's a need in your office, you know, there's a need elsewhere. And, and thus you started all rise mentors, which by the way, I love the name. I think it's brilliant. I was so um, excited with it. But you, you know, you offer really more, more than just, you know, uh, answering dumb questions. So tell us a little bit about um, the different services that All Rise Mentors offers. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously there's one-on-one. So if somebody just was like, look, I don't work well in a group setting. I want to sit down with you for an hour a week or, you know, however much a month. Sure. We'll sit down in person on Zoom, whatever they're comfortable with. And I'll do what I would, you know, that I would do with people in my office. Bring me all your problems and, you know, well, I'll walk you through kind of how to navigate this, this new, this new area. And it might not necessarily be a brand new attorney. It could be, you know, a 10 year senior counsel who now wants to make the step into partner. And now how do I go out and start marketing and facilitating business on our, my own, you know, how do I take that step where people have been giving me work and now learning to delegate that to other people and really kind of shifting that. Um, and then I also have a, a new attorney training. So this one's uh, basically designed for um, attorneys who, well, law students who have just taken the bar, um, but they are awaiting bar results. So California is so, and most states are, they're so demented with their bar examination. You take the bar in July and they don't tell you until November if you passed or not. So you sit there for three and a half months. You don't know if you're a lawyer yet. You can't go back to school because you're you've already graduated and you're just kind of twiddling your thumbs. So I was oh, like, you know, let's spend it's, it's so mean. It's <laughs> I feel like with technology today, we can do better. We can do better. Absolutely. You've gotta but be a I figured, better. I figured in those three months, you know, let's set up a course um where it's transitioning you to a lawyer. Stop, you know, you're no longer a law student. You're no longer looking for the answers in a textbook or a sample case or a, a performance exam. You're really going to have clients come to you. And how do you do that? How do you have, you know, those communications? How, how do you tell a client, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to go look it up without sounding like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you work with, you know, my very first uh, legal, legal assistant was this darling woman who was like, 70 years old. She had been, she had been in the legal industry as an assistant for 30 plus years. And I'm 27 years old, giving her direction. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's, I mean, that's that, that feels right. It feels weird. <laughs> so really just kind of learning, like learning how to do that with, with grace and with dignity to both, prof- both professions, you as a new lawyer and, you know, your, your assistant as a professional assistant. Um, and giving, you know, and, and really kind of creating that team environment. But um, I love, I think this concept is so brilliant and, and just, and can be over many industries, not just legal, because I know yeah. in my field, like there was nobody like helping a sister out. I mean, it's, we always like to say it's the pale male and stale club, right? Everybody's like 40, you know, eight to 62 year old white men who are like looking at your skirt. They're not interested in helping me out. Um, and so I think that the the concept of what you're doing is almost one of those like duplicatable programs, industry to industry. I mean, it's 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 yeah. pretty slick. 
No, a hundred percent. My, uh, my sister is a, a, a BCBA a behavioral analyst and her and I've sat down and I was like, you should do this in your profession. Like people, people come out of school and they've been in school for so long that, I mean, the last job I had before I became a lawyer, I was a cocktail waitress. Like, <laughs> I mean, that seems applicable. Totally. When I was, you know, 21 years old and going to college, but now I'm going to go from cocktail waitress to here, let me write your will and trust for you. <laughs> it's just, it does not compute. No. So, I mean, a lot of the things too that they're asking you, like, what are some of the questions that a new person straight out of law school? Like, do they have questions about like how to handle cases, obviously, but also like, because you're dealing with people and they're not always like in their best space. I don't know the the particular area of your focus, but yeah. I, like I have a really good girlfriend who does family law and she's like, the people I deal with are so fucked up. Like it's awful. You know, <laughs> you're not dealing with people at their best moments. By the time you're getting a lawyer involved, it's, uh, it, everyone's it's an asshole pretty far downhill. And now <laughs> the Christine Barkers of the world are stepping in and like, you people are fucking idiots. Like, yeah. yeah. So first year law students, like what, what are their how, biggest? Yeah. How do you questions? teach them to deal? How do you teach them how to deal with fucked up people? Yeah, no, seriously. And and they, they are, uh, I do construction, uh, mostly. So I represent general contractors, yep. especially which contractors, is, which is a very special group of people. Are you, are you involved at all in the Florida collapse? I mean, that's construction at its finest, right? But, not me personally, but my law firm was. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, yeah. That must've been a hot mess. A complete hot mess. I mean, we, and we've had some really good, like, um, I don't know if you guys remember the the Harmon Towers in Las Vegas. Um, they yes. it, it, was, it was several years ago, but they actually wound up having to implode the building because um, the uh, the structural steel that was installed um, was, there was a complaint about the structural steel. There was nothing wrong with it. My experts confirmed there was nothing wrong with that steel, but... They did how about, have to the, the, how about the thinking tower, the thinking millennium tower in San Francisco? Come on now. Oh yeah. I had the general contractor on that one. <laughs> but we digress. Anyway. But we digress. No, some of the to... things, yeah. some of the things that they, that they ask about is, you know, for example, doing construction, um, you know, they are, they're licensed to practice law. So they know the rules of court and they know how to, they, they, they know the legal ramifications of that. They don't know about the ins and outs of construction. And so they're like, how do I speak to a contractor who's been doing this for 30 years and, you know, and explain to him a lawsuit that's been filed. And I'm like, well, you do it because you are the expert in law. He may be the expert in construction and don't be afraid to ask questions of your client about their profession. Let them be the experts in their profession. Mm -hmm. You don't need to speak like a contractor. In fact, you shouldn't speak like a contractor. I mean, unless it's in private with your contractor and, you know, and you do that in order to, you know, gain familiarity and stuff like, I'll, I'll drop the appropriate F-bomb to my general contractors just so that they know, look, it's okay. You don't have to like mind your P's and Q's in front of me. Mm -hmm. But there are other lawyers who that's not who they are. And if they were to drop an F-bomb, people would be like, that was weird. Don't do that. Um, so those are not the people I want to be hanging out with, by the way. No. So just kind of teaching them to be comfortable with whatever their personality is and that, look, you're the right person for this. Not every client is going to be your client and that's mm -hmm. okay. You that's don't have to be. You, you teach the, 
the uh, be you know the the authenticity of that because I do feel like well I, I mean obviously I do not have a, a law degree but I would think as a first year lawyer coming out of law school and you I, I would think you do feel like there needs to you need to put on a persona to blend to to be a member of the club to um, to be you know in that law firm whatever that law firm is so interesting that you almost kind of tell the first years like be yourself be authentic be real yeah because it was something i wasn't when i first came out of law school i did i emulated everybody around me i tried to take a deposition like you know a partner that i admired i would you know i tried to dress like another partner that i admired and it wasn't me and it came off that way like every i thought i was fooling everybody and i was fooling nobody <laughs> But being your authentic self too, I think yields so many dividends in different ways because A, you're more relatable. You're going to attract the kind of clients that respect what you do. You know, they don't know what they don't know just as you don't know what you don't know. And like, you don't have to show all your cards. And I always hate the saying like, fake it till you make it. But you know, they don't, they're not experts all the time either. So it's okay to say, hey, I'm going to, you know, go find an answer. I'm a huge fan of like, hold on, I don't know, let me ask. Or like yeah. my favorite answer to things that I don't know is it depends. Ah, uh, yeah. I like That's that. the insurance go. It really just depends on the scenario, right? We're not quite uh, sure. So are you noticing? It kind of depends. It depends on the case. Depends it really on the just facts. depends on it, the circumstances. So are you finding now more women are getting into the space of law than were when you started? A hundred percent. Yeah. And Which is awesome. It's so great. And it's fun. Like I didn't realize that practicing law could be fun, mm-hmm. that I enjoy the work that I'm doing. And yeah, especially the work really, like law doesn't really scream fun in <laughs> like it just um yeah it, it, litigation sounds heavy and stressful. Fun my, my first trial was exactly that. And I was like, I'm gonna quit. Like this was this was a dumb idea. <laughs> you should never have done this. <laughs> Three years of law school and tuition and passing the bar and everything. This was a bad idea. This sucks. Yeah. I used to tell, I used to tell people like first couple of years of practicing, if I could go back to cocktailing, that'd be great. <laughs> right. A lot less intense, a lot less yeah. intense. So do women in the field, uh, I don't know the stats. Do they still make less money than men do in, in the space or is it not, necessarily. not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, a lot of firms, my firm in particular, um, are going out of their way to promote women within the firm. Um, that I, I mean, I'm managing the Orange, our Orange County office. Um, most of our managing um, partners, um, I think, I don't know if all of the offices now, but um, most of them have either, either it's managed by a woman or it's co-managed by two. That's and, awesome. Uh, it's it is it's phenomenal. They've done such a great job. And I love the fact that I have an associate right now who left the profession um, when uh, her children were young because she wanted to be home with her kids. And she was like, you know what, this is, this is what's right for my family. And when her, when her boys were in junior high, she was like, I want to be able to get my feet back in the water. You know, I want to get back in. She started off as a part-time contract at my firm. And her second son is just graduating this year, going off to college and she's coming back full-time. And she's super excited. She's like, I, I'm so glad that I have this opportunity. I was able to do 
my family the way that I wanted to do it. And I'm able to come back and do my career the way that I want to do it. And I thought but that was cool. Like so many law firms don't offer that as an option. Like they don't, they don't really respect the need to be able to um, take time most... away, kind of ease the way back in. Do you think your firm with the, with the, uh, focus on the promotion of women and really making sure women are in management. Do you think that that puts you in a position to be able to offer that and understand the need for that better? How do we change that elsewhere? Yeah, no, I think I absolutely think so. And one of the things that I, I'm seeing in the industry um, is really our clients have started dictating that where I have construction clients that when we go to bid work for them and I'm like, hey, you know, we want to we want to be your your outside counsel. Um, they want to see my team. They're like, who's on your team? And they want to see diversity. They mm -hmm. want to see women. Yeah. And I like so, fantastic. Yeah, so when yeah. When I'm putting together my team, that's who I'm looking for. So when I'm hiring, that's who I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so it is it's it. I, I do feel like there has definitely been a shift. But I feel like so many industries, going back to what you were just saying, are not like totally, it just, I mean, in insurance and financial spaces, it, it just became like kind of the norm for us to like be okay with this work at home moment. Now that everyone's accepted that this is like the, the workforce was like, fuck this, this is what we want. But, yeah. you know, pre-pandemic, absolutely not during the pandemic. Okay. And then now it's like this hybrid moment. But yeah. Most industries are not accommodating still in 2023 to women and or caretakers yeah. or even a flexible work environment. So kudos to you for like moving the envelope there. And I think also empowering women to have that ability to be in an environment that's promoting them. Yes, no, absolutely. The majority of my team is women um, mm -hmm. and it actually just organically happened that way. Um, and the majority of us do work remotely. Um, I'm outside of a coffee bean right now because I met my girlfriend and we both put our headphones on, put our computers up and bust out a Friday afternoon. I, I think working remotely or working wherever you want to work, it's, it's like, it is what it is because guess what? Like we're not sucking four hours of commute or getting all fucking stressed out because we've got to be 14 different places. I mean, I love being anywhere I want to be and being able to do this, being able to do insurance, do the, do all the things. So I think, yeah. you know, the work environment of 2023 is a whole different landscape and everybody, all employers out there, I hope you're listening. It's time to get hip. Okay. A hundred percent. But you know, and I, and I do think between the clients and the courts, um, it really has, this is, this is an environment where remote work um, just works. I mean, I, I appear in front of the court remotely most of the time um, yeah. because all I'm there is just to give the court an update of what's going on with my case. Obviously trials, you know, we'll do in person. Um, but I mean, I can take a deposition remotely um, and, you know, my, it, it, my clients prefer it because they don't want to pay me the two, you know, two hours to sit in LA traffic just to go, you know, stand in front of a judge and say, yep, still in discovery. Don't set a trial date. See you next month. Yeah, we <laughs> got gas was expensive. <laughs> Lawyers sitting in a car in traffic. Super yeah. expensive. No, thank so, you. Yeah. And pointless. No reason for it. So do so, you think that as this uh, mentoring program develops, do you think you'll stop uh, practicing and just kind of move into that or, or always do both? I feel like I'd, in order to properly mentor someone, I feel like you still have to have an iron in the fire. You know, 100%. the, the, the professions are always changing. Um, 
Yeah, the, the professions are changing. That <laughs> we had a little bit of a froze, a frozen <laughs> screen there. Nothing like <laughs> live, live conversation. <laughs> so what she's building and and Christine will be back in a minute, I'm sure. But I feel like what she's building within the um within the law profession, you touched on this a little bit earlier. I feel like this could be expanded out to any profession. And um, especially the ones like ours that are tend to be very male based still to this day. Um, how great would it be to be able to have that kind of mentor train uh, to bring new women into the industry along in, well, in the, in the I mean, way that we've just, both earned our stripes in the most like fucked up ways with, you know, having to learn everything never, the hard way. I would never way. take the approach of like, well, I had to, I had to claw my way up. So you're going to have to do it too. I would never take that approach. But that's where we, I think, differ from, from the norm, because when we started out, you know, we were, we were more eager and asked the questions and maybe our pers personalities promoted getting assistance. But I think for a lot of people, it's not, you know, it isn't that. And and in law, I I just imagine it being such a hard, different topic to to really dive into. And and having people that it, that are, it's so cutthroat, you know, that they're not really eager beaver to help help a sister out. Yeah, that is. I mean, that and Christine, I think that's one point that I I really want. We were talking a little bit about you know that that this actually could be expanded into other industries, but I do feel like the law industry has a reputation of being so cutthroat that um that yeah. how do you how do you shift that mindset within the industry that that it's it's so competitive you're eating your own children there like i mean it is it it's, it's tough no absolutely and and i think we do it kind of you know we do it one you know one case at a time one team at a time one associate at a time where we're you know we're giving each other kudos when they do a good job like we forgot to do that for the longest time that, or like we, there's more than enough work out there. I don't need to compete with other women for work. Um, there's plenty of work out there. Um, and when, when one woman succeeds, we all do that, I love you that. know, to give people those kind of props. Um, and I just feel like when I started understanding that and really implementing that in my career and how I was practicing law, the Lord, I, I, I can't, I'm trying to weigh work now where I'm like, I just don't have enough people yet. I'm like, come back to me in like three months, you know, real, I can't it's hire a real mindset shift, though. It's a real, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I'm sure that is not the mindset that it was promoted to you as a new attorney when you started in the industry. So you really kind of had to do a, do a reset on your own to get there. I, I did. And I will say, when I started working with a life coach about five years ago, that's when the shift happened. When I started thinking not the way I had, the way I thought or had been trained to think as a lawyer, when I started looking at this career as something more than just a paycheck, something more than um, getting clients, something more than becoming a partner, when I looked at it and was like, you know what? What if, on this case, I am the perfect person to be representing this client? What if it's because of who I am and the experience that I have and the way that I'm going to handle this case is going to make a success? And once I figured that out, it was easy then to see it in other people and not be like, oh, she takes a terrible deposition. And, oh, that's, you know, we can't use her. No, she can learn to take a better deposition, 
but she is kick-ass on discovery. She finds the needle in the haystack. I can't teach that. I can teach that to somebody else. I can teach her how to take a better deposition. And once I saw that, once I was like, you know what? Everyone has a, like the thing that they're good at. And mm -hmm. all of us have the things that we need to work on. And that doesn't make you a good person, a bad person, a good lawyer, a better lawyer. All it means is I'm good at this and I can learn to be good at this other thing. No, it's it's so true. And just think about what you're doing and empowering these women to then go on and mentor others that are coming after yeah. them. That I think is the coolest thing. But you're walking the walk and you're talking the talk, which is something that we we love around here. Because it's one thing to sit behind a desk and to preach and to tell people what they should do, but it's another thing to actually be like implementing it and doing it in real life. So thank you, Christine, for really, uh, you know, speaking full circle. Where can people find information about what it is you're doing? Yes. So um, uh, the website is allrisementors.com. Uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my professional Instagram is Christine Barker ESQ. Um, if you want to hear the funny stuff, it's damn it, Christine. Um, and uh, we've got a new, <laughs> my husband's nickname for me. It actually fits. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And then we have a new um, uh, new attorney training starting April 10th. So, um, you know, if you're a new lawyer, you want to figure out how to transition between being a law student and becoming a, and becoming a real lawyer, come find me. You're amazing. I'm so excited to get to spend some time with you today and just learn about ways that we can help each other in different different industries. And I think across the board, what you're doing is something we'll be seeing more and more of. Everybody, uh, be a mentor to somebody else this week and get out there and be inspired.